0: Hello, and welcome to the MDS podcast, the podcast channel of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society. I am Thiago Teyrn, a professor at the University Medical Center Göttingen in Germany, and today I have the pleasure to interview Dr. Morgan Linard from the University of Bordeaux in France. Dr. Linard has recently published an article in the Movement Disorders Journal entitled infectious agents as potential drivers of synucleinopathies, a hot and exciting topic since we do not fully understand the molecular mechanisms underlying these disorders. Hi Morgan, how are you?
1: Hi Tiago, I'm fine. Thank you for this opportunity to share our work with your listeners.
0: We were very excited about your paper and I think we should start from the very beginning. So what are alpha-synucleinopathies?
1: alpha synucleinopathies are a group of neurodegenerative diseases that includes two relatively frequent pathologies, Parkinson's disease and dementia with glary bodies, as well as a rarer condition, multiple system atrophy. And these pathologies are characterized by different combination of motor, cognitive, or autonomic dysfunctions. But they do have at least one thing in common, they are all associated with an intracellular accumulation of the alpha synuclein protein in the nervous system, either mainly neurons for PD and DLB, or for MSA in oligodendrocytes, which are the myelinating cells of the central nervous system. But in all these pathologies, the triggers of the accumulation of alpha synuclein remains to be clarified.
0: So, do we really have reasons to think? Parkinson's disease and other synucleinopathies may be triggered by infectious agents. Can you summarize the main ideas of your review article?
1: Personally, I think that we have at least enough reason to investigate it. So in our review, we attempted to see how the involvement of infectious agents could explain the type of deposits found in synucleinopathies. Their topography, the temporal sequence of the disease and the profile of patients in terms of genetic or environmental risk factors. Therefore, uh, we discussed studies highlighting that several infectious agents can trigger the accumulation of the alpha-cinucleinopathy protein and a study suggesting the potential role of alpha-cinuclein in the antimicrobial defense. Then we discussed the hypothesis that Early symptoms of synucleinopathies may reflect the entry point of infectious agents. Indeed, hyposmia and gastrointestinal issues in PD and DLB, or neurogenic urinary symptoms and erectile dysfunction in some patients with MSE could reflect a triggering effect of infectious agents in contact with nerves and ding and several mucous membranes. We also briefly discussed how potential changes in the immune response with age may explain the relatively late age of onset of synucleinopathies and sought to identify elements suggesting that some of the risk factors of c could modulate the impact of infections on the nervous system. In particular, links appeared to exist between some genetic risk factor infection. And finally, we discussed previous studies or reviews assessing the association between specific infectious agents and the onset of synucleinopathies in humans.
0: You come to the question of whether alpha-synuclein may be an antimicrobial peptide. So why would we think this?
1: I think that this hypothesis could be based on five elements, structural similarities with known antimicrobial peptides, a sequence which is highly conserved among vertebrates and may reflect some biological importance, its induction by several infectious agents, and finally its potential antimicrobial role and immunomodulatory role. To detail the sum of this point a little more, we can note that Alpha synuclein aggregation can be induced in neurons of either the central or enteric nervous system following inoculation with different infectious agents in both in vitro model and in rodents. And in humans, an increased expression of alpha synuclein was also detected in brain samples or in enteric neurons following infections by several viruses. And finally, the potential antimicrobial role of alpha-synuclein is based on one in vitro study highlighting its antimicrobial properties against several bacteria and fungi, and on two studies showing that CNCA knockout mice reported more severe outcomes compared to their wild-type litter after inoculation with pathogens. And these outcomes included higher intracerebral viral load and higher mortality rates due to infection. So all in all, this hypothesis seems to me very interesting, but obviously it still needs to be consolidated.
0: This is interesting, but it just makes me confused because is alpha synuclein not a protein involved in synaptic vesicle trafficking and homeostasis? In the end, how many functions does alpha synuclein have?
1: Indeed, some studies have suggested that alpha-synuclein is involved in synaptic plasticity and neurotransmitter or vesicle transport. In particular, the studies highlighting that alpha-synuclein predominantly binds to vesicle-forming membranes in the presynaptic nerve terminal, Nevertheless, this hypothesis remains discussed, as it does not explain the role of alpha-synuclein in other cell compartments, such as nucleus or mitochondria, or in other types of cells, such as red blood cells, for example. However, a role in vesicle trafficking is perhaps not completely incompatible with a role in antimicrobial defense. Indeed, Barbut and colleagues suggested that... Alpha-synuclein may bind small vesicles, such as those carrying endocytosis viruses.
0: Okay, I see. That makes sense. So, are synucleinopathies special in comparison to other neurodegenerative disorders? Or could there also be a connection between infections, infectious agents, and Alzheimer's disease, Huntington's disease, and other neurodegenerative disorders?
1: No, the C-nucleinopathies are not special regarding a potential connection with infectious agents. I don't know the literature on insignificant disease, but what is called the infectious hypothesis or antimicrobial hypothesis is widely investigated in AD as well as in amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, for example. And in my opinion, this is what is particularly interesting to consider a pathophysiological mechanism which could be, at least partially, common between these neurodegenerative diseases that have a lot in common. Notably, studies assessing the potential antimicrobial role of the amyloid peptide implicated in AD are far more numerous than the studies on alpha-synuclein, and some studies are starting to appear on peptide implicated in other neurodegenerative diseases such as TOE, TDP43, or FUS.
0: When we talk about this interplay between autosnuclein and infectious agents, what agents are we really talking about? Are we talking about bacteria, viruses, parasites? Are we talking, for example, about viruses like the SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19 virus?
1: In my opinion, regarding synucleinopathies, no type of infectious agent is to be ruled out at this stage of the reflection. We should even complete your list with fungi. So, as you can see, a lot remains to be done, even though I admit a personal appetite for neurotropic viruses because of their ease in spreading from neurons to neurons. Regarding the existing literature on Parkinson's disease, we discussed in our review the pre-existing reviews on the infectious hypothesis, which have become quite numerous lately. Um, It revealed a particular interest on the impact of gut microbiota and, more particularly, on its bacterial part, probably due to the suspect involvement of the gut brain axis and the available techniques allowing a relatively easy study of bacteria. Um, Regarding the LB and MSA, our systematic literature review highlighted 23 articles published before June 2021, All these studies were relatively small and the infectious agents studied were quite varied, again with a certain focus on gut microbiota, but this time in MSA. Overall, there does not seem to be any sufficiently solid evidence to suspect the involvement of a particular infectious agent in these pathologies for the moment. More specifically on COVID, I. Do not know in detail the latest pieces of literature on this rapidly evolving subject, but to my knowledge, several in vitro studies have shown that SARS-CoV-2 upregulates the expression and aggregation of alpha nuclein. A study on non-human primates also highlighted the formation of lewy bodies in the brains after virus inoculation. And in humans, apart from symptoms such as hyposmia or anosmia, which have been widely publicized, cases of infected patients developing Parkinsonian symptoms have also been described. Nevertheless, in my opinion, this is not enough to predict an impact of the virus on the risk of developing slowly progressive neurodegenerative diseases, such as alpha-synucleinopathies. I think it would require either a relatively long-term persistence of the virus in the body, which is not the case, I believe, for SARS-CoV-2, or a, an ability of the virus to trigger a chronic and deleterious inflammatory phenomenon after an acute infection. But in any case, it is clearly something that we will have to assess in the years to come.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. I I agree, and so. Also, if we think about this interplay with infectious agents, would you think that antibiotics, antiviral agents, antifungic agents may have any potential as therapeutic tools in synucleinopathies? So, for example, my group was involved in some work together with some colleagues from Brazil, from France and Argentina on the effects of doxycycline, which is an antibiotic, as a molecule that may have some beneficial properties against alpha-synuclein aggregation. Do you think it's worth looking further into the actual effects of antibiotics, for example, or these other anti-infectious agent molecules in Parkinson's disease and in synucleinopathies in general?
1: Yes, indeed. If in the future we identify more clearly the impact of specific infectious agents on synucleinopathies, anti-infective treatments will certainly have a role to play either therapeutically or preventively. But in my opinion, we haven't reached that stage yet for synuclein neoplaties. And regarding the studies carried out on doxycycline, this goes a little outside the scope of the infectious hypothesis. As you said, doxycycline is not studied there for its antibiotic properties, but rather in relation to anti-inflammatory properties or Uh, to an ability to reduce the aggregation of americ proteins such as alpha-synuclein. So, yes, in my opinion, it seems an interesting molecule to study, but not within the framework of the infectious hypothesis for the moment, at
0: least. Thank you so much for your time, Morgan. It has been a pleasure having you on the MDS podcast. We have just interviewed Dr. Morgan Linart and we discussed the article Infectious Agents as Potential Drivers of Synucleinopathies, published recently in the Movement Disorders Journal. So don't forget to download the article for more details. Thank you all for listening, and join us in our upcoming
2: podcasts. If you enjoyed the conversation about this paper, you can further your experience with continuing medical credits, or CMEs. You can find the link to the Journal CME course for this paper within the episode description on the MDS website. Journal CME is planned and implemented in accordance with the accreditation requirements of the Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education, ACCME. The International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society is accredited by the ACCME to provide a continuing medical education for physicians. The International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society designates this education activity for a maximum of one AMA PRA Category 1 credits. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society or their affiliated journals, Movement Disorders and Movement Disorders Clinical Practice. Any disclosures of the participants can be found within the episode description located on the MDS website.